Remember that one time when you referred to a country and I tried to make a joke about other of a national team and I came across as horribly racist? Go on. <laughs> that was so horrible. I feel so bad. <laughs> Can I tell you a really funny story of what just happened to me? Yes. I think it's hilarious. Hopefully I can get the reason why it's hilarious across. So my wife, God lover, she loves to try every now and then to make some new dish that is aligned with paleo, primal, low-carb living. God bless her. Right. And she does this because she supports me in being uh, wanting to be less morbidly obese than I am. And so she found this recipe for cake. It's a two-layered cake. Filled with blueberries and this beautiful lemon zest icing. It's awesome. Ooh, it's awesome. awesome. It really is great. And, um, but the cake itself, one of the major ingredients is zucchini. And she told me that at first, and I'm like, oh, God, now that she told me. I wish she didn't say anything. I wouldn't have thought about it. But now I'm going to be thinking about the zucchini the whole time. And I ate it, and it was moist, and it was fluffy, and it was delicious. And I didn't think about the zucchini at all. I can't taste it. It's amazing. So, um we eat this because we have a bunch of friends over, so she wants to make some sort of dessert. So, And half the kids are gluten-free. So we make this. Uh, there's two pieces left over, right? And I was staying up late that night. Uh, I had some things that had gone on earlier that day. I, you know, whatever. I felt entitled, so I ate both pieces. I wake up to a violently angry Shannon who was like, You ate my piece of cake. And she basically wanted it to eat the cake while she drank her coffee in the morning. And I've deprived her of that glory. So tonight, right before she goes to bed, she, because we had our friend Seminarian David over. David Huh, Seminarian who shoots pigs from helicopters. Love you, buddy. Um, because he came over, she made the cake again. And she's like, I'm going to experiment with the recipe, play around a little bit, see what we do. And it's great. David loves it. I love it. You know, whatever. And she's going to bed. And she goes, do not eat my piece of cake. All I ask is you save me one slice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to have any more. Well, I go into the kitchen, and I decide, no, I'm going to have some more cake. And so I cut. It's like uh, like three and a half, maybe four pieces. So I cut it in half, and I take, because I'm a sacrificial husband who loves his wife, I take the smaller half. I put it on a plate. But it's a weird cake dish. And as I'm reassembling the cake dish, it has like this bottom portion, this handle that snaps onto the bottom portion, then a lid that goes on top. I think I did it right. So I'm like, cool, it's great, it's wonderful. Shannon gets the two pieces in the fridge. I'll take this piece and a half with me, do the thing. I turn around, the bottom part breaks off from the handle. The cake flips upside down, falls flat on the kitchen floor. And I'm like, oh, I just destroyed Shannon's two pieces. And then I thought, I guess I have to eat those. And so I (laughs) scraped it off the floor, put it onto the bottom tray pan thing. And then took my beautifully cut sideways laying cake slice and put that in the refrigerator. There have been a couple times where as a married man, I've done a thing kind of similar where it's where, well, not kind of, but in, in the sense that I've thought it's worth the risk <laughs> just and eating it all and been like, well, I didn't know. So, hey, hold on for two seconds while I go get a water. If you wanted to eat it, you should have written your name on it like we did in college. Right? Jeez. Everyone knows that, Shannon. Hey, where did we go to school? Uh, we went to school everywhere because we are the embodiment of your Catholic community of friends. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Franciscan bitches.
All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another great episode of Catching Foxes. We're going to do our best to make sure that you can't tell when this was recorded. Yeah, we're going to talk about a perennial topic. Ooh, perennial. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pineal, pineal gland? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sounds like a penis, Gomer. The penis gland. Also the penis known as gland. just the penis. <laughs> also known as Luke Town. Population Luke. <laughs> Population zombie apocalypse. <laughs> hey, I know what we can talk about. I got a great topic. All right. So I've been married for seven years. Oh, R.I.P. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I literally can't think about your anniversary without without having uh, without having the thought. Michael Jackson's been dead for seven years. That's crazy. Every seven years, another cultural icon from our youth will die. So on my wedding, Michael Jackson. Seven years later, Prince. Mm. Ugh. Who's who's going to be another seven years? Ooh, uh, Kid Rock. Wait, wait, wait. What? Both Michael Jackson and Prince were Jehovah's Witnesses. Ooh, who's a Jehovah's Witness? Mm. I don't know. X-Files theme music here. <laughs> totally. So I got a topic for us. I and bring love. Yeah, sorry. He's bringing love. Break its legs. <laughs> like, well, let's go to the old, old mill. Get some cider. <laughs> That's from a different uh, a different episode. I'm, I'm sorry. Go I know on. you totally ruin these sometimes. Sometimes you make them a thousand Mm-mm. times better, Mm-mm. and that time you drove it straight into a wall. Listen, Aaron Moss will appreciate that. Well, he's out in World Youth Day. I mean, while he's out at something, who knows where he is? It's, this is a timeless episode. Perennial content. Luke, I've been, <laughs> so let's talk about perennial content. I've been married seven years. You've been married one year. Now that we just dated that, um, what is, let me ask you some questions about you being a newlywed. Okay. And from my perspective as a seasoned pro, uh, a lot of marriages end within the first year and a half. The other group is eight years. So, Oh, As, you're coming up. Here I we know. go. I know, I know. Batting down the hatches. So here's my question. What was the biggest learning curve of living with a woman? Oh, good question. That you're married to. <sighs> um <laughs> there's one, but I, I can't say it. If I do, you have to edit it out. I may edit it out. Go. Oh, edit out who I said. I am begging you. So, okay, what's been the hardest part? Um, that's a really good question. I, I think just the sheer amount of of cosmetic products that can be fit and left in a sink. <laughs> so she leaves them behind is what you're saying. And, yeah. And, and, I mean, God bless her. She doesn't mean to. But she'll just go in there and just, like, take over a sink. Like I mean, like, like hostile takeover, a gorilla warfare style oh my gosh now that sink is somehow yours you have a flag there you've got a guard you just brought in your bag and like 30 seconds later it's like boom this sink is mine (laughs) so you guys don't have your own sink no see i would say if you were to come to me and you say oh gomer you are so wise so beautiful so handsome so majestic so smart i could keep going you want to keep let me touch your girth (laughs) you may you may (laughs) it's called a spare tire um I would Revel say, in its gormliness. <laughs> I would say, what is the key to, like, these are, like, funny things, but I believe they're true. What is the key to, like, 
spousal happiness. Mm-hmm. I would say number one, never assemble IKEA furniture together. Oh, that's I yeah, that's very true. I or if that. or if you do assemble it together, you have to take every ten minutes. You have to take a ten minute break. You just set an alarm. It goes off. You don't be like, oh, we're almost done with this. Pete, you just stop. And you go to your own separate sides of the house. You drink a cool glass glass of water. Maybe you listen to some Me Without You. You get yourself mm-hmm. together. You put yourself in that, in that. you know, you get your groove back. You put yourself in that pretty spot that you love to go to. You're like, and Stella's ready to go? Exactly. Groove back stop. Sorry. That's why I said that. Stella's got her groove back. Angela Again! <laughs> but this time it's personal. Um, <laughs> and then you go back. You have to do this. Me and my wife, my wife can assemble Ikea furniture like it's her job. But when I'm involved, uh, and we're, we're still assembling it appropriately, but one thing doesn't line up perfectly or, you know, the Schmergenflügen is at the wrong angle for the Schnitzbombenhaufen, um, I get, I, I immediately lose all patience. Yeah, and, I'm the same way. And then I want to burn my house down. That's the next step. And Shannon's just like, what is your problem? That's like her constant reaction. So that would be the number one thing. Never assemble like a friend. Uh, the second thing is get two sinks. Always have a two-sinker in your master bathroom. I, I see that now. I would have found it more of a luxury before that I was married. Now I understand why it's a, a necessity. Man, when I was single, I had two sinks in my master bathroom. That's so I could wash. Because you lived with your parents. No, it's so I could wash my hair in one sink and wash my feet in the other and just lay down in the middle. <laughs> it was so nice. Can you imagine my body on a, on a big one? Anywho, so. I've got a great visual image. Of course, there are no clothes. Anyways. <laughs> so going from there, I think th- those are two key things. But then the third one, and this is your mileage may vary. Um, I don't know about you, but I drink um, what I think most people would think as an unhealthy amount of Coke Zero, which the aspartame, which eating away at my brainstem and all that other fun stuff that people send me articles about weekly, um, <laughs> does nothing to scare me away from it. But but what it does to my intestinal tract does. So this is the last thing. And I'm not trying to get gross. I don't want to get gross. I know people don't like gross stuff. And I don't really like bathroom humor. But I'm going to say this. Having a sacred space to do number two. Away from where your wife is going to make those comments about, oh, my God, did you literally eat rotten flesh? And I'm like, Shannon, stop it. It's a problem I have. You know, it, <laughs> I'm addicted to The Walking Dead, okay? It's cosplay. <laughs> I didn't know you could eat it, too. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> so those are my three things. Never assemble IKEA furniture together. together. Never or try to get two sinks and try to find a toilet that's designated yours. Okay, let, let me ask you this. So when you and I intend to go to the toilet, often not at the same time, often, we prefer to read, correct? Oh, yes. Are you worried about a hernia? Uh, no, because I feel like I do enough Kegel exercises that that's not going to hurt me. I'm kind of starting to get worried about a hernia. I... In college, I read Catcher of the Rye over the summer of 2004 in the bathroom. Worried it's going to cost me to get a hernia. Anyways, game on. I just finished a 352-page book called Warrior King. It's a sci-fi book. And I did it largely in the bathroom. And I fear no hernia. You know why? Mm. Because the Lord is my strength. He is my, my rod and my staff, and he will bring me comfort. Hey, and all are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome to this place. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let me ask you a couple personal questions. Always. 
what is your spouse's favorite color? Purple. Purple rain. What's your spouse's favorite junk food? Uh, probably a lot bars. What was your spouse's? What was the first movie you went to together in a theater with your spouse? Uh, prison, the one with Hugh Jackson and that one guy. What prisoners? You saw that movie? I could never we see did. that movie. I could never it, see that movie in a million years. It was okay. No, it does. It's not about the movie. It's about what happens in the movie. Are you claustrophobic? No, the kids get kidnapped. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Switch well, gets flipped, Brosif. I can't. I can't. When I no, see I, the preview, I literally left the movie theater. That's it. I'm out of here. A man's worst nightmare happens. His daughter is kidnapped, and he's going to stop at nothing. And I'm like, his what? I gotta go. <laughs> uh, I gotta pee or something. I gotta get out of here. I do that all the time. It's crazy. What is your spouse's favorite meal? Uh probably skyline or the chili. Okay. So good. Now, what's your favorite meal? You know, I don't really have one to be honest with you. Okay, but for for all intents and Thank purposes, you. I just don't. It's not one thing. I'm like, like Luke, if you're about to die, what do you want to eat? Uh, a cure. That's what I want to eat at that point in time. I don't have anything <laughs> where I'm like, I have to have this. I want to eat the cure to whatever's killing me. It's the electric chair. Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay, maybe I'll eat a fuse. Maybe I'll eat some water. That helps, right? That's all in a movie. <laughs> Actually, that movie was a Green Mile, and it caused that man to suffer agonizing death. Go on. Aww. Anywho, no. What would it be? Just pick a food. Just pick a pick a food. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with steak. Like a really good steak, though. Mm, like a good, like, like, a, a, like a New York strip, medium rare, seasoned like perfection. A, like a Pine Club steak, which is one okay. of the one of the best steakhouses in the country, located in Oakwood, Ohio. Mm, never heard of it. Um, wait, is that where Brock is from? You Anywho. Son of a- <laughs> Okay, so uh, has your spouse ever prepared your favorite meal for you in an acceptable way? Yes. Cooked a similar steak and that just, mm. she's gotten She's gotten pretty close. Now, have you ever done that for your spouse? Um, for her favorite meal, yes. Her. One time. What, and and you, what was it again? Skyline Chili? Skyline Chili. It's a Cincinnati thing. It's like a Greek style. It's this great. You basically you have to make this this great chili, then you eat it over spaghetti. It's amazing. Oh god, that sounds so. Uh... Skyline time. It's great. It's really good. Even John likes it. Listen, I'm sure I would like it if I ate it. No, you know what? I'm just gonna say I already do like it. But it just sounds like hobo food, right? Like it's a guy. Oh, it's totally the... like out of the 30s. Yeah, like he's like, well, I got this spaghetti, but I have no sauce. I got this chili, but I have no dignity. Blah. <laughs> Good thing I live in Southwest Ohio. <laughs> yes. Um, and looking at the beautiful skyline of Cincinnati, <laughs> where all your dreams come true. The 20 still roar. See. <laughs> so uh, okay, so now I'm gonna get really personal. Okay, have you guys ever fought? Over, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Finances. You ever fought over oh, finances? Yeah. Yep. Take a guess. Who's of the saver and who's of the spender? My guess would be that the one who studied economics, meaning your wife, is the saver. Ding, ding. <laughs> but, honey, it's Eric Clapton. The tickets are only $300 for it the mezzanine. It was Paul McCartney. It was Paul McCartney. That's and he, his set list was in, he played the one song that I would, that he never plays live. I would have died to hear it. Temporary uh, Secretary. And I think I heard of the podcast where he was uh, suggested to play that song live. 
Wow, that's cool. It was suggested to him to play the song live, and he did on that tour. He went, he, that set list would have brought me to tears. Did you know that I looked up <sighs> ticket prices to buy for you? You did? I was literally, this is, this is how I'm also not the saver. I was literally going to spend all of our... Um, <laughs> all of our sponsorship money from <laughs> CatholicBeerBomb.co to just buy you a ticket. I was oh, like, that would make Luke so happy. And it would have. So, he's so poor and pathetic. He never gets to have nice things. I'm not sure at he, all. He doesn't. Have, he literally can't afford spaghetti sauce, so he just, just pours <laughs> chili on top. It's so he just sad. Didn't, to save for the three hundred dollar ticket, he didn't know what was happening. <laughs> he was sad. He was sad. Mm. He's so, a good, good Luke. Two kids. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to think of uh, a couple other. Uh, do you make love as often as you'd like? <laughs> Aaron is not going to be happy if I answer that question. The answer is no. So, <laughs> no, it's 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 fine. How do you know your spouse is in the mood for making mental love? image? Uh, I I, she's going to get mad at me if I, I say that. How do you know your spouse is in the mood for making love? Because we because we have a joke that we say, and then we kind of know. And that joke is... <laughs> you Luke, can't. She'll get mad. Be broken. She <laughs> said, I have no problem. I would tell you. I would tell the world if she didn't care. <laughs> I have no problem. If we could somehow prevent her from listening to this. Uh, who would you say is better when it comes to making love? You or your spouse? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, good question. Um, I'm... Uh, I feel blessed either either way. I'm just blessed, man. I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Catching Fox is at episode 40. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, okay, I'm going to... Are you on Cosmo right now? No, I'm on icebreakerideas.com. Oh, this is perfect. Newlywed game question. Keep it going. Okay. Uh, where is the strangest place you have made love? I cannot answer that, that question. <laughs> oh, oh, Luke. Where's the strangest place you've made love, Luke? <laughs> uh, do you remember the one time when I texted you afterwards? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, where? Mm. <laughs> See spouses, husbands who are perpetual adolescents still text <laughs> each other after we have sex. Little gifs. <laughs> little gifs. Little gifs. Little, little gifs, as I would say. But, uh, GIFs. Okay. No, um, I Gifts is fine. I, I say both, actually. Yeah. What song describes your spouse in the bedroom? Uh, I'm going to go with A Lover Lay Down by Dave Matthews Band. One of my favorites. And what song describes you? I almost said in the bathroom, in the bedroom. I like your pants around your feet. <laughs> That's a callback to episode 54 for all the, all the kids. But really, is that, is that what it is? No, no, no. Um, I'm going to say... A number a forty one by Dave Matthews Band. Mm. 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 Why so many people are so grossed out right now and never going to listen again? The the reason why I call it forty one is because it lasts for forty one seconds. Uh, <laughs> it's the shortest of all Dave Matthews songs. <laughs> and for some reason, there's crying and shame involved at the end. Very confusing. Why am I in the fetal position every time? Because you deserve it, Luke. You're dirty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a pet name for your spouse? Baby Cakes. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you apologized to her for that one? It's a cute. Okay, well, what's your pet name uh, over Shannon? Rothgar. I created that. You're welcome. 
Hey, after having sex one, one night, you just go, Rothka. Rothka. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't think I have a pet name for Shannon. That's a good question. After seven years of marriage, you don't have pet names for your spouse. Really? Oh, I, I, I think I'll call her Baby Cake for a, a long time. I've, I've been doing it ever since we, we started to date. Oh, I mean, honestly, if I were to say, what is the name that's not her name or Mommy? Hey, uh, Mommy? Or not mommy. Let me rephrase that. When I'm around my kids, because they started calling her Shannon all the time, you know, yo mama, mommy, hola mommy. So you know, stuff do like you that. ever call her mom? Not like, like, in, in, not in like the sense, in a, like just when you're like around the house. Do you ever go, hey mom? Do you know where? Oh no, no, no. Because that's what like so. It's what like my grandparents will will do. Like, yeah, well, you just say mother. Mother, where are the children's whatever? Oh, they're over there when you're talking to your wife. No, the name that I use for Shannon the most is Beloved. I do call her that a lot. I call her that a lot. Yeah, you actually do. I, I, I think I've heard you call her that before. I answer the phone like, hey, Beloved. Actually, I answer the phone. Thank you for calling Peter Piper Pizza. You're a great place for birthday parties. This is Gomer. How can I help you? Never gets old. Uh, Never gets old. How often do you date since your marriage? Uh, we probably do a thing every weekend, but it's also we don't have any kids, so. Every weekend, man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. like we'll either go out to a movie or out to dinner or out to lunch or something. Oh, I mean, man. it's it's not always like get dressed up or anything like that, but we do go out and we uh, do something. All right, all right, all right. Is there any special memory about your spouse that you will never forget? Ooh, good question. What special memory out there that I'll never forget? Um. Ooh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch, really. Um, I mean, obviously, when she walked down the aisle, that was pretty cool. It was. Uh, I would have to say, um, what other special memories do I have? I mean, there's, I, mean, there's, I think I'm, I might be a little bit too nude to answer that and be like, because there's like, oh, like a whole bunch. Um, let me think of like one unique one that's just kind of... Um, so I got like an image of her and our dog on my phone that's just like ingrained in my brain. This is kind of like, oh, oh I love it. her. Yeah. When did you first know you were in love? When did I first know that I was in love? Um, that I wanted to make. I, I remember we, we were, I mean, we had, we had dated about a month and a half or so before beforehand and then uh she had ended things we got back together about a month after that and yeah you didn't know that no i did i was oh wait just being an ass yeah oh sorry um i'm lying down on the floor did you just uh text me (laughs) i'm sorry i'm lying naked on the floor right now no i standing so yeah no i sent you the link to the newlywed game Oh, am I supposed to ask you things? Well, I think maybe if you want to. But keep going. Keep going. All right. Uh, text it to me on my phone. Okay. Um, wait. So here. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Um, so what's wait, wait. When did I first know that I, uh, that I love? That you were in love. That you were in love. So we, were, we started to date again. We were hanging out at the movie theater. And I just remember I had a thought where I was like, she is just different enough that I think this can work and I want to make this work. So I kind of like made the choice to settle in that. I was like, Hey, I, I, I just really, I liked her a lot. And I distinctly, or I, I remember going like, I think I want to love uh, uh, this woman. I just, I just made that choice. That's when I fell in love. So would you say that 
man, I'm trying to look for a book where this passage comes to mind. Would you say that you felt like, no, I'm not even going to try. I was going to quote the jeweler shop because there's this line where he says, I can't, I felt like I could not go beyond you. And yet I could if I wanted, but why? <laughs> you know, like you're, this is it. I'm just choosing Yeah, yeah. You. Yep. Yep. Cool. That's, that's, that's exactly. I mean, I really honestly do kind of think that if I had met her two months before or two months afterwards, I would not have been in the same place, but I was just, it was just the perfect spot to where I remember going, you're different enough that I'm going to try this. And, we, and when it was really interesting, I was like, yeah, like that's, that's exactly how, how it felt. I cannot go beyond you. I love that line. Who does the most work around the house? Oh, Aaron does. I'm trying to do a better job of that. It's one. Of, it's one of the areas where I need to grow. How many kids do you want? Uh, three to five. Given our age, it'll probably be three. If you guys could go on a second honeymoon in five years, where would you go? We'd go on a cruise. Aaron loves cruises. My wife hates cruises, and I've never been on one. That's all I she want does? to do. <laughs> you, ah, I hate being married. I hate being married. You and Aaron should go on, on a cruise, and me and Shannon will go to Disney World. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, we'll pencil that. Me and your wife are buddies, so you know we can make that happen. Yeah, but me and your wife, we're not buddies yet. You two would just talk economics the, the oh, whole time. We would. Economics of graphs and no math. Thank you, Austria. <laughs> if you woke up one day and found out your spouse had lost their memory, what would you do? I'd be, oh, ooh. Okay, okay, can she get it back? No, this is like memento. She has no sh- no long-term memory. Okay, okay, so she has no short-term, short-term memory, memory disappears after, you know. So she's got to so, okay, so she can't remember anything that we do f- for the most part, but she has but she doesn't remember anything. There's nothing. Let's say that she has she has she's not memento. She just doesn't have any she has amnesia. Don't know about her past. Okay, probably the first thing that I would do is hand her a book that she loves called Otherworldly of Philosophers and, and I would say you're going to love this book. You need to read this. That book changed her life. Wow, that's a good book. Mhm. Very good book. Nice. She got it for me for uh, uh for uh, Christmas when she thought I was going to uh, propose to her and I didn't. She got me that that book. And then I would also um, show her a bunch, a, a whole bunch of pictures of her mom and of her family, and then of us, and and of my family. Mm. And then I'd say, "You love the Godfather. You did not hate it when you uh, when you first watched <laughs> it. This is one of your favorite movies." Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> it's exactly what I would do, actually, in that order. If your spouse was a character from Friends, who would they be? Monica, she's Monica, hands down. <laughs> hands down. Oh, I thought you were going to say Chandler. Could she be any more Chandler? <laughs> That's the only Friends joke I have. Could you be any more Joey, though? I mean, really. Who would you be in Friends? Who would I be? I'd be Ross. I think I'd be Ross, too. Ah, I don't want to be Ross. But we're would... so melon. No, so I like, would be. You know, uh, uh. No, I think I would be. I would be Chandler. Chandler Bing. No, you wouldn't. You're I not. Would totally near, be Chandler. You know, you're not. You're not near the asshole. John would be Chandler. Wait, is he an asshole? I never oh, thought of absolutely. him as an asshole. He's a huge sarcastic ass asshole. Like we are are a sarcastic, but we're not like bitter, angry at the world. We're both Ross. I never. Just, th- I thought Ross was the the no. sullen. 
sad sack. And yes, Chandler that's, was that's the, the, hey, that's, hey, that's hey, suppose hey, of us. That hey, is, I'm Chandler. I'm Chandler. But, Look, zing. Could you be any more Chandler? But it comes from a place of like a desperation and like sadness and a whole lot of bitterness. We're not that bitter. Good point. Okay. Uh, so redacted, I would be Phoebe. Uh, which one of you <laughs> controls the TV remote? Oh, uh, she does, but I kind of have the first say, though. Mm. But it always ends up in her in her hands. <laughs> That's so funny. It's the exact opposite of my house. Shannon, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say the exact opposite, but she always, whenever she has the remote, she turns it on, we agree on something, and then she throws it at me. And then she makes some comment like, you piece of shit. And then she, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But She's she like, the mistake of my life. <laughs> yeah. Why am I here? This is all we do is watch TV. And I'm like, I love watching the television. <laughs> Why am I in Houston, Texas from St. Louis? I should, I should be in St. Louis where the players play. <laughs> I could be at a baseball game. <laughs> can't do, that in, can't do I, that in Houston. There are no Major League Baseball teams here. But I've got a husband who's a bit on sports. Might as well be replaced by the ovaries that he's got hiding in the back. <laughs> You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> this is how we rock. This is how we rock. Who usually gets their way? Uh, she does, but I can be really persistent when I really want it. Mm. Which one of you is smarter? She is. Aaron could be in Mensa if she wanted to. She's brilliant. Mensa. The group for people with, like, ridiculously high IQs. I was two IQ points away from being qualified for Mensa. Aaron's got got you beat, buddy. She does. She does. How long does it take? Who takes longer to get dressed, you or your spouse? Uh, Aaron. My spouse. If your mother-in-law were an animal, what animal would she be? Um, I'm going to go with my step mother-in-law, who's awesome. That's okay. because Aaron's Aaron's mom passed away back in 2007. Um, no, no, it's fine. Okay. No, we're. I mean, it's you know, like I mean, it's awful that 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 it happened. But I love Regina. She's great. Um, I'm going to say. That's a really good question because she's really smart, really smart, very kind, has a really good heart. I would say like a uh, like maybe like a rabbit, like a really smart, cunning a rabbit likes to hop, but isn't it is smart? But is smart. So <laughs> a deer, a female deer. deer. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if someone were to make a movie of your life, who would play you besides Ross from Friends? Uh, dead or alive? Uh, either way. John Belushi. <laughs> Brother, you have what we call, and it is a rare gift, self-knowledge. Well done. <laughs> we all know it's true. Would your spouse want... agree with that comment? She, I'd have to explain to her who he is. I mean, she would know who he is once I explained it. The funny thing is you're wearing a college sweater right now. Totally. You're... Yeah. Um, I was him in, in, in college, almost to the GPA. Go on. <laughs> uh, who, would, who, would, who would play your spouse? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, okay, so I kind of think that Aaron looks a little bit like Anne Hathaway. Does it have to be someone that looks like you? Or how much who has like other personality? Because I, I think yeah. that John, John Abelushi and me is both. Um. Okay, so okay, who would play Aaron? Oh, good... Okay, so... Okay, so in terms 
of looks to say Aaron kind of has an Anne Hathaway thing going on, but personality, like a really confident Julia Roberts, a confident Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. like not pretty woman, Julia Roberts, not pretty woman. But, but what, what other, what other Julia Roberts is there though? Uh, Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts. Yeah, but she's not Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts. Um, I don't know. I almost typed into instead of my keyboard the tray that I had my cake on, and I would have got my fingers all messy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, last question. Let's go back to the making love part. <laughs> um, booty. Um, what do you find most physically attractive about your spouse? Ooh, good question. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Uh, if, if you weren't aroused by these questions, you certainly were aroused by that terrifying noise Luke just made. Uh, I'd have to say her eyes. Aaron has gorgeous eyes. Would you say that her eyes are doves behind her veil? Yeah, sure. Okay. What is the least appealing thing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's actually one of the questions. Okay. Nag, nag, nag. No, okay. Just nag. <laughs> She's a disaster as a person. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, do you have any questions for me as an elder statesman in the married world? I serious do. questions. They all have to be 100% serious. 100% serious. And uh, I, will, I will answer them all. I will answer them all. Go. What was the drop off between the so the okay, so think of your first year of marriage going to uh, your second year. Like, did the amount of times that you guys made love, did it, did it decrease or increase? Uh, it decreased because Shannon was pregnant in our first year and it was a crazy pregnancy at the end. So, and then you have to abstain. She had a C-section, new baby, baby lived in the room with us. Uh, so it definitely decreased, but it was still, it was still at newlywed highs, I would say. Mm, interesting. Are you clipping your toenails? Oh no, sorry. That's gross. Uh, I was clicking open and close this iPod, uh, or yeah, iPod charger thing, the little plugs that go into the wall. I was clicking it close and then open it. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Listen, everyone, you can write all your letters to screw you, Gomer, care of lay evangelist <laughs> at blah, blah, blah. I'd never record my friend's address, houstontexas.com. Um, okay, uh, what have you done with the Xbox that we gave you for your wedding? It's sitting right next to me on my uh, desk. The power's plugged in, but there's no TV in my office. How often do you have the power plugged in? So I didn't use it for, like, a years. I mean, I use it a lot my first year because me and Shannon lived in, in a house on church property uh, for my first year, for our first year of marriage. And uh, I had the Xbox connected to a big screen TV, and I played it whenever my wife would didn't care if I were playing it. Uh, and it came with a year of Xbox Live. So I played a bunch of stuff like that. But afterwards, I didn't really play it that much. But then I got into Minecraft with my girls. And so we would play. I would play when I'd edit the podcast. I would put the, I had the TV. I bought a new TV for my office. I would play it and just listen to our podcast. And then I'd go back and edit and all that stuff. We are great. Yeah. So, but right now it's just plugged in because I don't have a TV here because I put it in my bedroom because apparently if you have a TV in your office that's used for recreation, that could take away the overall percentage you get to take out from your office, uh, your home office deduction. 
So really, um, yeah, yeah, because they take out like if you have to estimate like ninety percent of it is used for my office. So I try to make it as close to one hundred percent as possible. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're we're still doing like like uh, marriage stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, I have a question. It's kind of specific to the podcast, but I'm just curious. Um, has the podcast ever been a point of tension within uh, your marriage? Uh, yes. You don't have to expand on that if you no, don't. No, I will. I will. I'd uh, be curious to hear it. Well, one, my wife doesn't like you. <laughs> oh, that hurts. No, no, that's a lie. Uh, so, oh, oh, my wife, who you count as a, as a good friend actually doesn't care for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No. Um, so it's a point of contention because my wife hates cussing. And she mm. hates the fact that we have cussing. So a lot of the my fear about cussing in our podcast is because of that. Because um, uh, another thing was sometimes it was inconvenient uh, mm-hmm. before we kind of nailed down the Wednesday nights at nine thirty after everyone's in bed, including her. And so that's not too bad. Um, Thursday nights actually are worse because I edit until two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, because I want it to be better than you know than just like slapping it together. So. Um, and I'm an amateur, so I don't know what I'm doing. So that was a problem. But now she said to me the other day when I, she's like, Michael, I look at you and I see a man who wants to do this for a living, to do catching foxes and, and other shows with better people. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But she said, like, I know that that's where you are super happy. One day. Yeah. Yeah. One more dawn. (laughs) One more day. I have this One podcast more. I had this ongoing joke at my office that I'm just going to keep doing this un- until I um, have to get fired so I can try to do my podcast full time. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been, uh, yeah. Anyhow, I'm not going to get into long answers. You have more questions for me. <laughs> do I know? Do I? Um, <laughs> what? Okay. Have you ever had anyone uh, live with you guys? Besides your kids, obviously. When we were married? Yeah. 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 We that? had an entire family live with us for six weeks. How was that? Uh it was good. It was Chris Frank and uh oh, yeah, yeah. And, and their family. They had one daughter at the time and we lived in a rental that was like super big for us. And all the bedrooms were upstairs and all the kind of like living spaces were downstairs, so we didn't mind. Um and he was moving to the area and he was gonna be the life team youth minister and I was gonna be the edge youth minister, and so he was going to move into a really crappy situation and he didn't know the area and it was kind of further away from church than living in a crappy little condo would you'd want to be. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, don't buy it. Don't do it. Come live with us. Put all your stuff in my garage and take your time. And it was great. It was great for the most part, but you know, I mean, you're two families with two lives and you're used to being separate from each other. So it's always that, just that overlap, you know, and they love to blend things. Mm-hmm. They they're big into they're big into blending, and so they would blend. Uh, and uh, I had to kill I had to kill Chris one time because we had just put the kids to bed, and he's blending. Who blends? Who blends at ten o'clock at night? But that's why the Frank twins are so handsome. Oh my gosh, they are so you handsome. Bring them to any high school uh, like a youth event, and the first half hour is gone because all the girls are just like are just like uh, goggling them with their eyes or whatever you call it, ogling them. No, you can say goggling. <laughs> so just like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm like, God. whatever. Thank it's God, I'm just wasted. They were freshmen in college. <laughs> there are other people. 
Thank God I'm underwater and I can still see clearly through my goggling of the French twins. <laughs> Goggle, that's so weird. I'm a, smarter than that. Um, yeah, so handsome that. I forgot that Chris uh, lived with you guys. I love them. Anyways. Yeah, great people. Great people. Uh, do you regret any part of your wedding? Any part of my wedding? Like the actual wedding wedding? Like Go ceremony? from like the beginning of when like we all got there to when you guys left for your honeymoon. It's like your wedding week. <laughs> my what? My honeymoon? I didn't have a honeymoon. Ooh, is that a regret? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that. I started a job three days later, and we had to drive. We had a day to drive. Oh, that, yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a um, whatever it was, 15, 17-hour drive from St. Louis to Austin, Texas, with a U-Haul attached to a small, lightweight SUV. <laughs> you know, like, we drove slow. So... Um, I do regret that. We were actually looking at, because Shannon had received a large amount of cash from a relative, um, and we were going to blow it all on the honeymoon. And then we were like, you have massive amounts of student loan debt, and I'm reckless with spending. (laughs) Maybe instead we should save that money for a big screen TV. (laughs) And actually we use it to buy our furniture, because we lived in a, a fairly, it wasn't a big house, but the family room kitchen and dining room were all like one great room also called the great room and uh we it was just so big and open and empty that we were very happy that we could buy furniture so uh yeah so i live a boring life and i am filled with shame that i did not take my beautiful wife on the vacation that she deserves and the funniest story of it all was this guy calls me up this priest calls me up the week of our wedding and he says gomer i got the deal of a lifetime for you i said what is it he said i want to fly you and your soon-to-be spouse to hawaii for for um, three days, or for four days, and he said, and we're not going to pay you any money because the ticket to fly here is expensive, and it's all going to go to her, but we're going to put you up in like a four-star hotel, we're going to feed you guys, take care of you the whole time, and you can have your honeymoon here. And I said, why? And he said, well, we have this thing called the Aloha Days here in Hawaii, and the last day, our archbishop has decided to have a youth conference to celebrate the Aloha Days, and we want you to be the speaker. And I was like, oh my gosh, Father, that's awesome! So then I tell... Uh, my wife all about it. We're super excited. Hey, we're going to get a free honeymoon. Look at this. It's so great. Then I get a phone call uh, the next day, and it's just a friend of mine saying, hey, um, I just got off the phone with Father, and he's so excited, but uh, you already agreed to come with us to Charlotte on that time. Like, oh, no. Charlotte versus no. Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii wins. No. So I was works. like, you're right. I did. Right, and I'm waiting for her to be like, but no biggie, we can always replace you with anyone else, including Dave Van Bickle, who's better, stronger, faster, and smarter than you in every measurable way. <laughs> and holy, and he fights demons. So, uh, Seriously. Yeah. What can Dave Van Bickle do? Uh, the answer is nothing. He, can do, he can't do nothing. That doesn't make sense. So I had to tell Shane, I said, listen, honey, you're going to be mad. You're going to be upset, but we lost the Hawaii vacation. She's like, what? So I tell her the story, and she goes, oh, uh, and what day is that? And I go, September 25th, and she goes, oh. And that's also on my birthday. So you'll be gone for the first birthday that I'll have that we're married. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then from the other room, her mom just goes, one day you'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I know, I never had a honeymoon. Let's go. Oh. Guys, support our show so we can send Gomer on a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what, that's what I would do. I would yeah. take all the money being donated to us, and instead of buying you a new microphone setup or a new computer, I would go and go on a honeymoon. 
no, no, no. That comes after all of that. Um, gotcha. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. Okay, so we're still on wedding stuff, right? No, married stuff. Seven years Sorry. married. Seven years marriage. What was the hardest year? Uh, hardest year. <laughs> As you're about to say, happily married. Yeah. Uh, hardest year. Some ways this year. I don't know. Maybe uh, when we had Noah, when Noah was a baby and our girls were a little bit older, having three is totally different than having two. Mm-hmm. Having four is not that much different than having three. Interesting. Yeah. Because when you have two, you're man-to-man. Everyone says this as a joke. But when you have three, you're playing zone, right? It's a totally different ball game. You got one person with two kids, the other one with one kid. Who's got the older kids, the older kid, and the middle kid together? And So we just do it as whoever is older, whoever is not a baby goes with daddy so mommy can be with baby mm, yeah and, and that makes just, sense yeah that's just a strategy but i mean i'm terrible at it. i still come up with reasons why like oh, could you just watch the kids i'm important um <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe when we hit the three you know we have some we have plenty of financial problems all the time um just because i mean for whatever reasons but shannon hates it when i talk about our finances but i think it's so important to talk about finances because no one ever does but anyway well i, I know i mean i kind of would have Agree with you because if we're putting everything out there, like that means everything. Yeah. Sorry, wife, and your sense of propriety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Self restraint. Anyways, okay, no, I made a horrible joke. Go on. No, but this year, this year we've had just both of us have been in kind of bad spots emotionally and physically. So we're both done with that and we've turned a corner, but we can look back and be like, yeah, we were kind of in a rut and things kind of got ugly there for a while. So, yeah, it's hard. It's impossible. It really is. Yeah. But anyway. yeah. Um, but uh, okay. What else? Uh, see, the, the thing is, is, you had a sheet where you could just like look at the sheet. I'm going off the top of my head, and this and my beautiful interviewing skills. Uh, is it? Do you ever feel guilty because you don't live by her family? Huh. I really like her parents. I get along well with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like them, and I, I wouldn't mind living in St. Louis, but no, I don't feel guilty. I think that maybe one day we'll end up there, but I don't like snow. I don't like people who like snow. So. I'm with you on that. Well, it's kind of weird, though, because, I mean, like you're close with your parents, but it's not like you moved to Houston because of your parents, right? It was, it, it was more about your job. Right. Oh, it was entirely about my job. And cool. Houston pays their youth ministers money that their youth ministers can have a life with, mm-hmm. <laughs> can have a family with. Almost no other place. I mean, there were churches that I were interviewing. That I was interviewing in St. Louis. Now, obviously, different parishes are different, but they were like, starting pay is $23,000. And I was like, how do you expect me to have a family in your city, live anywhere near your church, and do effective ministry? You pay me $23,000, I'll work 23 hours a week. Nobody. No. No, <laughs> no, no, that's a really good point. Are you worried at all about uh, the new law and just uh, youth ministry? This what? is a complete uh, tangent, but I think it's one worth talking about. Well, I'm not in youth ministry technically right now. So what's well, the but, new law? Um, okay, so there's a new law. I mean, this, this honestly does, uh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it does not affect me. But um, there's a whole bunch of church workers who who like this is going to hurt um there is a new a labor law that states if you that if you make under 47,000 
a year, you have to be, you have to be like a salaried. Sorry, you have to be an hourly employee. And if you go over, if you go over like forty hours a week, you by law have to be paid over overtime. So if you're a youth minister who makes twenty eight or twenty nine, or you know, if, if you're in the thirties, like the vast majority uh, um, of them. Anytime that you go overtime, you have to be that you go over like forty hours, uh, forty hours per week. You have to be paid for that. So think about a student little conference and all the work that goes into it uh, beforehand during other week in the actual conference itself. Um, think about a, any type of mission trip, any type of um, you know, like it. It really is going to hurt a lot of churches, and it's um, it's not good. What if I told you that it probably won't hurt any churches because of the way that people have defined what is work and what isn't? So, for instance, I remember being told at one job in a different place uh, that when you work a weekend retreat, uh, even though you're working from 7 o'clock in the morning till 1, 2 o'clock at night when you know everyone's finally asleep or whatever, you only get paid for eight hours of work. They only count the Saturday and Sunday as eight hours of work, right? So people would tell me that, people who are far, far, far above me, and I would hear that and be like, but I'm not working eight hours, so you're asking me to lie. I'm like, no, 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 we're not asking you to lie. We're asking you that obviously you're not working, working the whole time, and I'd be like, no, I am. It's not like I'm hanging, like at lunch, it's not like I'm not in charge of lunch, you know, like yeah. when I'm sitting at a table, totally. I'm engaging in relational ministry with the kids. But even more than that, I'm making sure there's food and I'm paying people and tipping, you know, the bus drivers and doing all that stuff. Like there is no rest. And it is a shameful thing to say that. So I, I mean, you're right. I, I, now that you said that, yeah, the labor law, yeah, I think it's going to cause big problems. Um, I do too. I mean, there's no way. Just for, well, well, it won't cause any problems at my parish. Yeah, but I mean, like your parish is the exception, not of the rule, right? I right. Mean, but you asked me what would it do. It doesn't cause any problems at my parish because we are all salaried people, and I don't know how much people make, but I think that they probably are compensated above that month, around that yeah. amount. Or I mean, I I think there is the argument to be made that people are going to be paid like a little bit more of a just wage, especially f- for their time, because because I agree. Like I think it's so stupid that. A parish will count an event like a student, like a student conference, as sixteen hours. Yeah, when you're, yeah, it's insane. Because it's insane like, the amount of work you do to put on to take kids to a conference that you're not running. You're just there to get the kids from the hotel, you know, the church to the hotel, the hotel to the conference center, conference center back in one piece. That's your whole job. Well, I mean, that's you know the logistics of it, and then you're there and you're trying to do the ministry and and honestly. It is so exhausting, and people have no idea. They have no, Why, are you just running a bus trip? No, you're running a bus trip, and the bus is filled with cats. Good luck hurting them. <laughs> yeah, totally. I had to take 59 teens to downtown uh, Cincinnati, get them dropped on and – sorry, dropped dropped off and They're picked dropped up. on. An yeah, I don't know why. why. I said that in an area where our spots were not a reserve, so, and there's just – there's just like bumper to bumper traffic. I'm like, all right, like everyone off, everyone on. Now go, 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 go. No one died. All right, bus, bus two. Are you ready? Get in your stances. Go, go. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, and I really do think that. I mean, um, I think it sucks because with uh, with uh, this law, there's no way around it, or you can get into a lot of trouble. 
Yeah, I think laws like that, like when they raise the minimum wage, tons of people got fired from their jobs because, like, people like someone I know who's a school teacher um, at a Catholic school hope to make extra money by being a coach at a public school. And then when they raise the minimum wage, the whole deal was, oh, well, you have to um, you have to raise the wages that you pay for, you know, these people. And it's like, well, we can't afford them anymore. They agreed to get a $500 stipend, and now it's going to cost us, you know, $1,500. And it's like they agreed to it. It's like, yeah, but you're making them work more than what they should get. It's like, I know, but these are secondary jobs, secondary incomes. It's actually probably more about learning and getting your name out there than it is actually about making money. Well, yeah. for, my, for this person in particular, it was about all of the above. Especially for sports. And they fired them, uh, and they got the, – the only people that could be coaches were um, faculty members because they already had the money to cover the extra time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now you have kids with crappier coaches, and you have coaches who are now out of work and families getting less money and blah, 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 all because they raise minimum wage to help the poor people. And it doesn't always work as streamlined as people pretend it does. So these labor laws, I think, are great in some areas because people really are abused by their – son of a gun has nothing to do with marriage. Mm. <laughs> I just, yeah, you said it was fine. Um. <sighs> It was just a short tangent. No, but no, it's just it's just going to be very, very interesting. All right, back uh, to marriage. Uh, any, any crazy sex questions you want to ask me? Oh, gosh, I can talk I, about it all night long. Baby. I know the answers. <laughs> horrific, horrific, <laughs> horrific, horrific. Wait, can sensual, I tell the stories? Horrific. Do you remember when we were all were uh, hanging out in, in you at Shannon's room after you guys got married? I was sitting under guys' bed with Shannon, and I, I said, "We all knew it would come to this." <laughs> oh now that's a honeymoon i can uh regret <laughs> that's awesome okay so what other things do i want uh, to know uh did you mourn the loss of your bachelorhood uh the only no not not getting married i mourned the loss of having more than one kid that i have no idea what to do with when i want to go out with my wife Having kids changes everything. Getting married doesn't change things as much as having kids. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I will I will fight anyone who says that it does. It changes a lot of things, but you're still two adults who know how to have a conversation and you can negotiate, hey, can I go out tonight with the boys? Yeah, if I can go out tomorrow with the girls. That sounds yeah. great. Good deal. Bye, and yeah. then the, the following day, we'll both go out with our couple friends and we'll do all that stuff. But when you got kids, you're like, I guess I'll stay home. Because you just don't want to deal with a baby at in a, yeah, in a you know, and like so much stuff changes. But uh, I didn't mourn. I didn't know. Uh, I will say this: I loved being a bachelor only because I loved being stupid with my time. You know, not ca- like when you're a bachelor and you're not responsible to anyone, you have so much free time. You so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I would play Halo <laughs> till. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, listening to podcasts with my boys. Yeah, drinking beer the whole time. Then, no, nah. no, I get. I, I to be honest with you, I did. I had a really hard time with it at first. Really hard time. It definitely went through a thing where I was like, "Oh, this part's over with." Hmm. That kind of sucks. Reg- regret. Regret. You know, I'm, it, it's not that I regret uh, getting married or anything. It was just like. uh it just the like the idea. I mean, this sounds really bad, but just the idea of going out and like, who are we gonna meet? Who knows? It's gonna 
uh, it'd be crazy. Just like, oh, that's that's over with. Like that's completely over with. Like I'm not going to hit on a girl at a bar again. That's over with. And just kind of when I had that a realization, I did kind of I did kind of more than that because it was just fun. I just really enjoyed it. Or and and, and I don't mean like I wanted to go out and like hit on all 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 of these girls. I just meant this idea of uh um going out was always kind of had like a always had a tinge of adventure to it. And having to realize that, oh, like that's over with kind of bummed me out. But now it's like, well, I mean, I will take being married every day of the week and twice on Sunday over being a single. But I, I definitely, you know, it was not uh, – it was a little bit of a hard a, a transition. It was harder than I thought it would be. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. So it, that that took me by a surprise. And I think that – I mean it, it could be because that I was like single longer or it just could be – different strokes for a different folks well i also dated shannon almost my entire post-college life so yeah so being single was still me with shannon like you know that's true yeah 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 because i'm like you yeah i don't think you and me ever went out to meet girls at bars ever nope i went out to meet one girl st Pauli girl that is a beer it's a non-alcoholic beer you wuss is it yep i was trying to think of a beer that had a girl name I only go for one girl. Her name is Miller Light. <laughs> yes, Miller Light. Do you ever regret your drinking choices? Nope. Yes, actually, I mean, the times I was drunk at Franciscan, that was the crappiest moments of my life. Uh, are, are you serious? The times where I got the two major times where I got hammered. Yeah. One was basically the first time I ever had a mixed drink. And I had to mix it myself, <laughs> so I took a milk glass because I didn't see any other glasses, and I filled it uh, nine-tenths of the way with rum, and then I poured a splash of Coca-Cola on it, and oh, I drank two of those. Good times. And then we had margaritas, and then I drank beer, and then we played flip cup, and oh, then I, I don't college. remember. <laughs> and I then I wake up the next day still in the same house wondering, what am I doing <laughs> Could barely well, talk. Why is Luke passed out on the couch like that? That makes no sense. Uh, let's flip that and reverse it. Why am I the only man in this whole place? Everyone else was gone. And it was like 1130. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Do you remember when you and me were passed out after yeah. the one party we had and like you were on the floor and I was on the couch and like Emily and Stephanie were cleaning up the kitchen and stuff. And we're just like, oh, yeah, those are good times. Those are good times. Uh, but <laughs> I I, the ending of my story is I was like, I'm, I've never been drunk before. I'm new to this experience. And I'm not just drunk. I'm drunk. Yeah, th- those are two totally different things. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm going to go to the cafeteria, which is on the opposite side of campus. So I'm walking, walking, walking. I walk in front of the chapel, and I'm like, bloop, 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 <laughs> and I feel my stomach getting ready to throw up. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And I run to the chapel to open it up to go use the restroom. And then I'm like, everyone can hear me when I throw up in the chapel because I can't control the volume of my voice. So I run to the cafeteria. I run. Yeah, no, you should laugh at this. This is this is my own sin. Uh, and I run to the cafeteria. They swipe my card. I go in, kneel down in front of the toilet. Nothing happens. My stomach calms down. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to go upstairs and eat food and fill my belly. Now, I don't know what you're supposed to eat. I just think I know. So I'm eating stuff like like a bunch of waffles that are and eggs that are powdered eggs Ugh. and all sorts of you know like gross sausage that's like feels like it's microwaved and just all the wrong things 
Uh, I'm not eating like the brat diet of <laughs> whatever it is, bread, rice, mm-hmm. applesauce, and toast. I'm just eating the worst stuff. So the woman sits down across me, and she just goes, you don't look so good. And I'm just staring at her face. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel so good. She goes, you look like you're about to throw up. And I look at her and I go, I am about to throw up. And she looks at me <laughs> and she goes, and my favorite part, she goes, there's this one time when I threw up and it got all in my hair. And she starts telling me the grossest throw up story. And I go, I got to go. And <laughs> Who the, was it? It was a person. I'm not going to say. And oh, I, come on. No. And I ran, later. Yeah. I ran down the <laughs> stairs and I, I knelt down in front of the toilet and I said a little prayer to Jesus. I apologized. <laughs> And then I apologize for everything that is going to come out of me. <laughs> and I just asked for his strength and courage to get through this moment. And then I threw up. And when I throw up, I scream at the top of my lungs and stuff just flies out. <laughs> I, of remember, every, I remember that. Every hole in my face. And from when I, you were like actually sick or something, not from when you were drunk. You yeah. yeah, one time I had the flu. And then I fell against the door and I, I was so exhausted. My throat was on fire. And I just grabbed the toilet paper and I wiped my face and throw that in the toilet. And then I look over and our friend Edward Lugo had carved a heart with AMDG written on it in that bathroom stall. And I was like, the Lord, the Lord's here. The Lord is here. AMDG. And Meorum Dei Gloria. I threw up for the greater glory of God today. You know what's funny is I never really puked that much in my early 20s. It wasn't – and I like was kind of proud of – I was pretty proud of that fact. Maybe like two or three times, honestly. It wasn't until like my mid to my later 20s where it was like – like I called 2011 the, at least – at least at the first half of that year, the dark years of, or like 2010, 20, uh, 2011, there are a lot of listeners who got a lot of phone calls from me during that period of time. Oh, Luke. A lot of people. That's funny. <laughs> like, That's funny in a sad, depressing, you know. I never thought of it as being sad until like, oh, like I, I can remember it got to the point where I, I would be scared to look at my phone in the morning. Oh, like, oh no! I was so there wasn't. I mean, there were so few people where I lived. And whose fault is that? My fault. Uh, I kept inviting you to move in with me. I know, I know. But the, but then once I made, once I got more comfortable, you know what's you know what's really odd about that is not the fact that I was lonely because I had tons of friends when I was out there. It's just that I didn't have a lot, and this changed especially during our second year. Um. I didn't have any of those like deep like these are like this is my a community, and once that was there, especially with because like, like, I I have to have that with a group of people that it started to become a less and less because I did I did have like a lot of friends and stuff. It just at first it was, yeah. So I remember I do remember getting to the part and I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> I called this person. Oh no. <laughs> I like how you asking questions to me is basically you using it as an excuse That's to tell true. stories. Only those last two ones. <laughs> that Only. have taken up a collective 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's Listen, also my again, you had You were going off a bunch of questions. True. I'm, this is all from, this is from my noggin. This is all straight up Luke. Uh, okay, more marriage questions. Uh, who is... The okay, so who handles the money in your guys's? Like, uh, depends sport. on what you mean by that. I handle the bill paying, mm-hmm. which is a terrible, terrible thing. I handle the bill paying. I've, I haven't paid my mortgage on time in like six months. Um, I handle the bill paying, and Shannon handles things like grocery purchases and 
things. Like, I'll go grocery shopping, but she, like, makes a list of all the food that we're going to eat, all of our meals, and then from that makes lists of groceries. And it's this ritual that takes, like, 45 minutes that I will never do. And then she goes and finds coupons for it. So uh, I honor her. Um, but she, she saves us the money, but I, I do the bills and all that stuff. How was that hard to to establish, like, who's going to do what? No, no, because um, we've always had the same bank account, joint bank account, and I I wasn't always the only one making money. But for the first year, she was stay-at-home mom, or stay-at-home wife, kept woman, and I was <laughs> a <laughs> – and I, and I had the full-time job. And so – and we lived at a home that we just had to pay 50% utilities, and that was it. And so we paid that, and that was pretty easy. So they just deducted it from our paycheck. And then as it went forward, any other bills I just paid because I had my Bank of America account that I've had since I was 16. So I just pay everything through that, and I've always done it that way. So now I have, I have everything automated that I can possibly have automated, except for my stupid water bill. Gosh. Yeah, that is kind of annoying. Yeah, everything's automated, although my wonderful uh, telecommunications company that provides this fine Internet service – that's not fine at all. They, uh, I have auto pay on, and then one day it just stopped working. And they didn't tell me until they were going to shut it off in three days. So I paid a huge amount of money, and then I went back through my payment history, and it said that it was not shut off. So then the next month, I overpaid. And then this month, I got another bill saying I didn't pay. Yes, anywho, anywho, so I pay most of the bills but because they're on auto pay. I think when we had to establish, like, okay, well – let me ask you this. Yeah. When you guys first got married and when you were trying to define like, oh, I'll do this, I'll kind of handle other laundry and you can do other dishes, you know, just those yeah. the, the basic household task. Was that a struggle at all? Um, elements of it were because uh, she is a, she's a homemaker and she loves she loves cleanliness more than I do. I'm the mm-hmm. guy that'll pick up, but I'm not the guy that'll swiffer the floor. She used to swiffer the floor every day. Okay, let me put that in perspective. Okay, so I've rubbed off on her to stop doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> she she wants things clean her way very specifically. So I will do things that doesn't require stuff like that, like empty the dishwasher. But the thing is, we don't run it until we go to bed. And when we wake up, it's ready to rock and roll some nights, but sometimes we run it in the morning. Like, oh, I forgot to run it. And you run it in the morning while I'm at work. And so there are a handful of chores that I basically do the outdoor labor, right, other than Mm -hmm. the one garden, Mm -hmm. other than our one garden, which she weeds. I mow and weed whack with my awesome real lawnmower. I mow, I weed whack, I lay down ant killer. I, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, And inside, I always try to clean every week things that she because it's not her job it's not her job to keep my house clean that's not how that works so she does it most of the time but i do it as many times as i can and it wasn't hard we didn't it wasn't it wasn't a fight she just she always does the laundry she she's always done the laundry in her life since her mom ruined her laundry when she was like 12 and she's like forget this i'm in charge (laughs) i can see shannon doing that right and so for someone like me i just take all my clothes and i dump them in the washer and turn it on cold and then leave and she's yeah. like, you didn't separate anything? And I'm like, I don't know what well, that means. Why would you? Why would you? Yeah, all my clothes are are like, I don't know, stain-resistant, wrinkle, guard. You know, it's like <laughs> it's meant for morons like me who just throw everything and, you know. Yeah. 
That was actually, I remember when we were going through couple counseling, uh, like, I'm sorry, a couple counseling, um, a marriage prep, yeah. uh, when they brought that up, like we realized, oh, wow, there's a lot of tension here with this stuff. So yeah. that's the, I, I mean, we have friends who that's a big struggle because it, it gets so lopsided that, you know, like I mow and weed whack once a week, maybe twice a week if it needs it. But you're doing laundry every other day. You're doing the dishes every day. You're doing this. You're doing that. So it's not fair for her. It's not her job to do all of those things all of the time. I mean, just be like, whoa, honey, I'm sorry, but I work outside the house and I mow. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, well, I take care of your kids, and that never stops. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so there was a little tension there, but just to figure it out, you know, like for me to wake up and realize, hey, it's my house too. It's not. I need to do this stuff just as much as she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I have yeah. friends that they they hardcore fight about this often because it's all lopsided. In one case, it's the husband who does all the housework. In another case, it's the wife, and they both are like screaming matches because the husband or wife won't pick up or won't do this or won't do that. So it's hard. It's hard. You just got to figure yeah. out. You, basically, what you have to do is figure out what your what your equilibrium is as an individual, and then what your equilibrium is as a couple. So if like one's more messy and the other one's more clean, the person who's more clean needs to become a little bit more messy, and the person who's more messy needs to become a little bit more clean. Try to meet in the middle. Yeah, no, that's 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 a really good point because it just one of the things that surprises me is it just doesn't happen nat doesn't happen naturally. I don't know. Well, it doesn't. Why? It doesn't, no, it doesn't because you have the expectations that the way I do it's the way it should be done, and when someone else doesn't know, doesn't care, wasn't raised that way, it becomes a contentious thing. And you're like, why can't you let the dish be in the sink until it's time to run the dishwasher? Then I'll put it all in the sink or at the end of the night. I would. That was like the arguments we would get in in the beginning. It was. I would just say, well, it doesn't need to be done now. Like, let's just wait till later. And Shannon's like, why wait until it needs to be done, until we have no dishes? Just do it now. And I'm like, I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Ain't nobody understand the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. This, I remember like Aaron at one time put a bowl that had a plastic spoon in the sink and it like I'm not the cleanest person in the world by any means necessary. What? It's I'm getting a lot I'm a lot better at than what I, I used to be. And when you abuse me in sharing that room in the project. Shut up. Everyone take a drink. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault you were my bitch. Um Remember when I wore all your clothes one summer because I didn't have anything that was clean? Yeah, and they were all – you you owned three times the amount of clothes of anyone else in that house. They were just all on the floor vomiting out of your Such true. I didn't camper have... bag. I used to physically have to move a path, create a path so I could go from the door to my bed, and my bed was right in front of the door. <laughs> I have so many wounds from us living together, Luke. You know what? Permanently revoked. You're not allowed to come live with my family. That's so funny. Uh, what was I going to say? No, because I saw a, a picture from uh, from uh, 2004, and I was like, why do I have a St. Anthony of Pat? Oh. <laughs> I distinctly remember going, ah, he's in Austria. I just like to pull up your drawers open and wearing your shirts. <laughs> I'm the worst friend ever. Um, all right. I'm drawing a blank. Where are we at in, in terms of time? Uh, one hour and 16 minutes. This has been our best episode ever. We should call this one 40 questions. So this has been Catching Foxes, episode 50. Yeah, who knows? Four. Think 50, no, the last one was 54. 55. 56, maybe. 
Okay. Who knows? But thank you for paying attention, everybody. You guys are great. All right. Thank you, guys. Rating and review on iTunes. Tell a, tell a friend. Contact us, ladyevangelist.com slash contact, right? I don't know. <laughs> contact us on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Fox's podcast. Listen, two, eight, four, six, nine. Give me a text message. We'll chat. Oh, I also want to thank people who have listened to the show. Uh, I'm actually going to have a meeting with an individual I've talked, I've talked about. If you struggle with pornography or something like that, just literally just give us a call, talk to us, reach out on Facebook. And oh, nice. Some, and someone did that, and they're traveling in uh, to come talk to me next week. So, That reminds me. i got to call that one guy. I have it on my list of people to call. Cool. Thank you, everyone who writes in. We try to get to all the emails. We get so many millions of emails. We just we're are really busy. so with- popular. Uh, oh, man. Suck it, all you other Catholic podcasts. Oh, who are not as popular as us, <laughs> even though when I type in C-A-T, <laughs> Catholic stuff you should know comes up before anything else, including Catching Fire. Catholic Catching Fire. They're, fu- like, really popular. I know. They're as big as Bad Christian, and, like, they could be making so much money off of that. Yeah. They're stupid. Yeah.